And I'm joined by RNZ's business reporter, Anand Zaki. Anand, Spark has some disgruntled shareholders. Kiara to you, Michael. Yes, Spark's board has been challenged on the reasons behind the selling of part of its towers infrastructure to a Canadian investor. Spark New Zealand sold 70% of the business to the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan Board in a deal that values TowerCo at nearly $1.18 billion. However, the sale did not impress some investors at this morning's annual meeting, who questioned the rationale for the sale and the subsequent payout to shareholders. Chair Justine Smythe says the sale was the right move for the company. We got an incredibly strong value for those tower assets. Short-term gain? No, through through long-term. Short-term gain, long-term gain. Sorry, from our perspective, um, you're entitled to your view, but from our perspective, it's not for short-term gain. We did it for the long-term value of shareholders. And what we did with those proceeds was, one, as we said, partly to return some to shareholders now, but to invest a significant portion of that, those proceeds, into other aspects of our business, which we think actually are more productive and effective in terms of creating shareholder value. Spark intends to return $350 million to shareholders by way of a buyback of shares, with the details yet to be announced. Foreign investors have taken a liking to New Zealand's energy and utilities sectors this year, according to new analysis. Just over $2.5 billion have been spent on buying energy and utilities assets so far this year, accounting for 40% of total capital inflow. Consultancy KPMG's report shows total direct foreign investment in the first half of the year was $6.3 billion, less than half the previous year's tally. KPMG's Justin Ensor says the mix of investment targets is changing, with forestry picking up as overseas investors look to offset their greenhouse gas emissions. The mix has changed somewhat in the last couple of years, with much more investment in telecoms, such as the two degrees transaction infrastructure, for example, the UFF fibre, and also uh, transactions in digital and entertainment, energy and healthcare and property also key sectors. Other sectors didn't seem to fare as well. Agri-business investment is down off earlier years. The forestry approvals are still high, though, for forestry acquisitions. Justin Ensor says the attraction of a lower New Zealand dollar, which makes local assets comparatively cheaper, is yet to be seen. Well, overseas now, the UK economy looks to be in for a much tougher time as the Bank of England became the latest central bank to deliver a jumbo-sized rate rise of 75 basis points. And the bank commentary pointed to inflation peaking at 11% and for the economy likely to be in a prolonged recession. The bank's governor, Andrew Bailey, is the latest to say there's no alternative to big rate rises. These are big changes. They have a real impact on people's lives. So why are we doing it? And why are we doing it now when so many people are already struggling with higher energy and food prices and other bills? Well, quite simply, we're increasing bank rate because inflation is too high. And it's the bank's job to bring it down. From where we stand now, we think inflation will begin to fall back from the middle of next year, probably quite sharply. Somewhat surprisingly, Mr Bailey later said in an interview with the BBC that the mini-budget of former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, with its unfunded tax cuts, had damaged Britain's financial reputation. 
A former head of strategy of the Bank of England, Tony Yates, says the bank is engaged in the delicate balancing act of being seen around the world. They're caught between two risks. If they don't do anything, then there's a risk that inflation gets out of control and people start to worry about whether the bank is, well, could ever get it back under control. On the other hand, if, if, if they tighten, as they have done, there's a risk that the recession could be really deep. And then once the energy price rises drop out of inflation, that inflation uh, falls way below targets. They have to balance these two things. It's a tricky, uh, tricky act. That's the former head of strategy at the Bank of England, Tony Yates. Well, time now for an update from the markets. And we're joined by Belinda Stanley of Craig's Investment Partners. Kia ora to you, Belinda. Kia ora, Anand. Well, let's look at the local share market. How's it looking today? Yes, well, we've fallen this morning about 50 points. The S&P NZX 50 is at 11,133, so really following those markets offshore, which were a little bit weaker. Um, Just looking at some of our leading stocks, we've got Auckland Airport, they're down 5 at 747. A2 Milk's down 13 at 586 after that strong day yesterday. Contact Energy, they're up to 7.35. EBOS up 38 cents at 37.68. Fletcher Building's down 5 at 5.06. Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, they're down 15 cents at 19.20. Uh, we've got Fonterra up 2 at 3.01. Infratil's just up 1 at 8.49. Meridian down 8 at 4.73. Main Freight down 56 cents at 71.44. Port of Tauranga up 4 at 6.38. And we've got Spark up 1 cent at 5.06. Okay, well, nearly half an hour into trading across the Tasman. How's the Australian 200 looking? Well, they're also down um, about 0.4 of a percent, down 27 points. The S&P ASX 200 at 6,830. Um, just the resources stocks looking a bit stronger there. We've got BHP up 18 cents at 38.15. And Rio, they're up 25 at 90.81. Most other stocks just trading a bit lower. We've got uh, Commonwealth Bank down $1.56 at 102.94. CSL is down 193 at 276.28. I've got Telstra down 4 at 390. Uh, Woolworths are bucking the trend up 16 cents at 32.21 and zeros down 49 cents at 73.60. And now we're off to the New Zealand dollar. Um, Against all our trading partners, we're a little bit lower yesterday after some strength yesterday. We're back under 58 cents against the US dollar, that's at 0.5768. Against the Australian dollar, we're at 0.9170. The yuan's 4.22. The euro, 0.5914. The pound is at 0.5165. And the yen is down at 85.51. And just looking at those interest rates, they're up slightly today. Our 90-day bank bills at uh, 4.175%. Five-year swap rates up slightly at 4.853%. Brent spot oil currently at 96.46 a barrel. And we've got gold that's up 22 cents, trading at $1,628.86 an ounce. Thank you very much. Belinda Stanley of Craig's Investment Partners with our markets update. Another business news, Fonterra's Australian arm has settled a class action case brought by some suppliers for 25 million Australian dollars. The action followed claims by a group of suppliers that Fonterra engaged in misleading conduct when it cut prices in 2016 and acted unconscionably towards suppliers. 
The company says there's been no admission of liability and the settlement has already been allowed for in last year's accounts and so there will be no effect in its financial position. And finally, Property for Industry says it sold four properties this year for a total of $22 million, an average gain of 11% above book value. However, it's scrapped the sale of two others, one in Wellington and the other in New Plymouth, which haven't received good offers, so they've been put back into the property pool.